Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Welcome back to Chiefs Training Camp Special. I'm Jay Binkley with the sports machine, Sean Levine. Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief, HeroHeadPride.com. Just joined us a minute ago. Sean and I are the only two guys out here at training camp now because practice is over the first Saturday practice with everybody, the full squad, over for the first time since 2021. As Pete said, they'll have the pads on Tuesday. So if you're planning on coming to St. Joe and you want to see the Chiefs in the full pads and not just the shoulder pads and helmet, you can come up Tuesday and see some hitting. I'll tell you this much, Sean. Training camp's changed a ton, bro. I mean, I'm not going to be old man, get off my lawn back in my day, but we did two-a-days, right? And you hit all the time. Are you going to take us all the way back to River Falls, Wisconsin? We hit in the morning, yes, a River Falls with Marty. I can go back to William Jewell with Marty. Two-a-days, and they hit all the time. The Oklahoma Goodness. drill, you name it. I even ask these guys, these rookies now, like, they'll say, nah, I hit more in college and high school than in the pros. Well, because obviously you're paying them more. But the NFL's changed with the CBA and everything else about contact and limiting contact. Uh, with some of the players, but it's more a mental game now. I mean, they'll tell you that too. They said, yeah, this is fine. This is, you know, we get our work in or whatever. The real work happens in those classrooms. When those coaches are looking, you know, they're tired or whatever, and the coach is looking, hey, Levine, tell me what you're supposed to do in this situation. The quarterback <sighs> rolls out. Where do you go? I mean, that's the kind of situation you're in. You know, you, all right, we're in a nickel. Where are you lining up in a running situation? They're in an eye formation. Where are you going? I mean, that, that's, okay, you get to constantly think. And you're, you're back in the dorms watching your, your TV or whatever you brought up here with you to training camp. You're studying, too, or sleeping. You're microwaving the case of Jamal Charles. We're bringing a microwave. Chiefs are one of five NFL teams that are still keeping training camp on the road. 27 NFL teams are keeping training camp at home. So these guys are kind of sequestered up here in St. Joe where everything is football, football, football uh, for these guys. But. You won't see a ton of hitting at training camp like you. I don't know if you used to go. I used to go to Marty's, man. I, I used to go to training camp back in Jewel, up in River Falls. I love this stuff, man. And I was far even shot the job. Who's in Heimer? What's in Heimer? Shot in Heimer Polka. I used to make it out to all those training camps. But St. Joe's got a little bit of a different feel to it. And at least we and the fans can be here this year because last year it kind of felt like coming off of the Super Bowl championship. We got robbed a little bit, right? It did feel like that. It was supposed to be a big party. We were supposed to come stolen. out here at St. Joe. It was supposed to be everybody's in shells and getting their snow cones and using their porta potties and talking about the Super Bowl championship. We didn't get a chance to do that. So I think that that's what everybody is here doing now. They're kind of celebrating and hoping they're going to, you know, hang up another one of those banners this season. Well, the excitement is real. It's palpable for these Chiefs fans coming up here and, as you said, I mean, it kind of felt like they were robbed a little bit last year. And for a lot of people, you know, maybe maybe there's some repeat. They went Thursday, Friday, or today, or whatever. But some, for some, it's like their only training camp day they're going to. 
That's why I was hoping, you know, no lightning. I mean, if they're going to plan to come up here and pack those, you know, four kids in the minivan from Johnson County, show them something. But they got to see something today. But at least the parade happened before everything's kind of shut down. But everything, as soon as the parade happened, it was like the, the interview circuit, the dining circuit for the guys going around and being – there was actually no distractions for the Chiefs last year. It was kind of a good thing from a football side that they could not have distractions, just concentrate – on getting back to the Super Bowl, the Buccaneers are going through this now. You know, they're doing the dining circuit and everything else, talking, running their mouths quite a bit. But Chiefs fans, you know, they had limited capacity at Arrowhead. They weren't able to see. It was weird because, Sean, I was said, it's like they shut the country down, then all of a sudden they start football back up. Because baseball, you couldn't go to it unless you're cardboard. When football started up, it was like there was no preseason, no OTA. So it's like all of a sudden regular season started. It's like they shut down the season after the parade. Boom, you start the regular season. Let's go. I think it's maybe a little bit of a stretch that I'm about to say, but I think that football was almost needed. And that's speaking for myself. No, you're speaking for I think a lot of people. Me. I think And well, everybody. And, and not everybody. Not everybody. But, but everybody loves football, man. Come on. A lot of people because it, it's it's kind of our escape every single Sunday. You know, it happens once a week. And I 256 think, regular season games. They got them all in. The NFL did do a good job last year of getting those games in. If you compare them to the other leagues, I mean, look at baseball. You add an, a runner on second base, an extra inning, seven inning, double headers. We're only going to play 150 games. Basketball, back-to-back years. You go into a bubble. You Still not even playing in Canada and the Blue Jays. All these different random things going on football actually did the nfl i'm talking about now because college football is a whole mess of its own and they were starting the spring that was the, the roadmap last year games, games and canceled and scheduled on a thursday and now oklahoma is not even in the big 12 and texas is in the sec well, they still are technically but they're probably not long yeah, not, not for long but yeah it's, it's good that it's starting to feel kind of normal like i have to say that st joe what we witnessed here for the last couple of hours felt a lot like it did over you know the last few years where you got the players in shells that's the only thing that i would change is i would make patrick mahomes jersey a brighter version of yellow you know everybody else is wearing either the red or the white depending oh, so on you'd have even. his jersey different than henny's bro i would let that thing glow you know the baylor a jerseys? glowing mahomes yes and i'm talking about like an actual lighted up jersey and if anybody's got a problem with that text me right now at 913 gold 24 karat gold jersey he could afford it you know he could afford it. They're yellow jersey. How about make it gold? I have no problem. Spray paint 15 over it? Look, you're preaching, to the, you're preaching to the choir here, man. If they would have won the Super Bowl, that's what they should have done. Like, you know how the Royals Like the Royals, yeah, Friday nights to stay with the gold. But that was just like, you know, gold stitching. They still do it. Yeah, but again, I don't think there's actual 24-karat gold in there. If the Chiefs are to win the Super Bowl, they should come out next year in gold on gold. On yeah, gold. Yeah, it's real gold. Why not? No, but it's it's fun. There's a different feel. The training camps are different whenever you came up, but it's a lot of times he drafted. Like, if he drafted offensive linemen, there's not going to be the buzz at camp, so to speak. I remember when Patrick showed up here for his first year behind Smith, and you're like, whoa, this guy's behind Alex Smith? I mean, the coaching staff, they, I give them credit because they, they had the rally behind Alex Smith. That was their starter. And Alex Smith, like that year, redshirting from Holmes, in all actuality, helped him out down the road, learning the game, sure. learning from Alex Smith, helped him out. But even their stories of Brett Veach, you know, running back up to the dorms to watch just the damage and carnage he was doing to the scout team Mahomes was. And then there's Derek Johnson and Ali talking about just the dirty things that are illegal in 47 states to the defense in practice. 
I thought that we probably made too much out of Patrick Mahomes. And when I say I, I'm talking about me and CDOT and you and everybody at the station. And I'm talking about the fan base, too. Everybody made such a big deal about this guy. And I think it was largely because they finally had a quarterback that they traded up to get in the first round. When's the last time that happened? 30 years before. Like they, It's not like they tried and failed and tried and failed. They failed once, and they just stopped trying. Now they went... Proven guy that's played the NFL will be our guy. Usually San Francisco backup quarterback. I saw it like four or five Durback. times in my lifetime. Bono, DeBerg. Bono, I mean, it Berg. happened a bunch. And then they finally got their guy. So I feel like everybody, and again, I'm guilty of this, we built him up like he could walk on water, like he could do anything, like he was going to become the best player in the NFL and it wasn't going to take him very long. But even when I said it, I didn't completely believe it. I hoped that it would happen. And then it took about two weeks. I remember Patrick Mahomes went out there. I'm not talking about the Denver game. I'm talking about the first time he was the actual starting quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs for a full season. And he goes on the road against the Chargers. And it's a division opponent. It was back-to-back Chargers and Steelers, right? So these first two games are on the road. Four touchdowns. Or first three. Four touchdowns, no picks, on the West Coast, division opponent. And everybody's like, and the Chiefs were a two-and-a-half-point underdog. And, okay, all right. that You couldn't, couldn't have been much better. Then he goes to the other coast and gets another future Hall of Fame quarterback. Six touchdowns, no interceptions. After two weeks of being the starting quarterback for the Chiefs, dude had ten touchdowns, no interceptions. I think at that point, everybody went, all right, I'm all in, I'm on board, and everything that everybody's been saying, they should have been saying it more, and they should have been saying it louder. Because Patrick Mahomes is not only the best quarterback in the NFL, I don't even know if anybody's close to him. We can talk about Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson or all these different dudes that you want. I re- Even Aaron Rodgers in his older age, and I get it, he's the MVP. I think that it's Patrick Mahomes, he's living on his own island, and then everybody else is miles and miles away, and it's going to be that way for a while, Jay. Oh, no question about it. But even the excitement that Tyree Kill brought up, remember, I remember when he first came up to camp, like, all these dudes are fast. He was just faster. It was like, whoa. Like, they got something more here in the kick returner. I mean, this guy is, you know, played running back wide receiver at Oklahoma State and West Alabama. He has really transformed himself into a great player, probably one of the top three in the NFL. But just seeing him, like, you can come up here and watch the show. Like, if you just want to sit there and watch Mahomes all practice, you'll still have fun. You watch Mahomes and he'll connect, they will, and they'll have fun. It's worth. But I remember coming up here, you know, guys like Eric Fisher with a big conversation, whether he's going to, you know, just, just questions about that. No, this is different, man. Like, this is a different feel. You watch the team that's been the two straight Super Bowls. I've watched a million Chiefs training camps. And there's always, this could be the year. This could be the year. But I don't forget losing the playoffs again. But they've gone the two straight Super Bowls. It's like a different feeling when you're watching this team, and they act like it, too. You almost got to convince yourself of, how this team's going to lose football games. Like, what's it going to take for the opponent to do? Think Beat about, themselves. Think about last year. It took the Chiefs either resting their players, it took Patrick Mahomes playing the worst game of his career by far in the Super Bowl, or Derek Hart playing his best. Every other time out there, the Chiefs went out there and won the game. I mean, they're like, what is it, 32 and 8 or something in the last 40 games? They don't lose a lot of football games, and I think that the bar has been set so high that that's where you want it. I mean, sometimes people in life are scared of expectations, right? You see these goals, and it's like, oh, I'm actually getting pretty close to them, and then you back off. For the Kansas City Chiefs, it's not about winning the Super Bowl anymore, right? When Patrick, when Patrick Mahomes first got here, it's about hopefully he's better than Alex Smith within the next couple of years. Well, it took about five minutes to take him to the AFC Championship game. Next year, win the Super Bowl. Next year, back to the Super With Bowl. With the way Alex Smith was playing and getting MVP run that year, there were people actually saying, 
should they bring him back another year and set Mahomes? I was like, no, 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 you can't set Mahomes twice. Well, there's people on the opposite end of that spectrum, true, that, that ask, that, remember that Tennessee Titans playoff game? Yeah, and they ask go, them, what, what are you doing? What if Mahomes would have played? So yeah, this is what if games we could play? I'm glad we don't have to anymore. Every, every other fan of every other team pretty much has to play that what if game for their quarterback. I mean, are you 100% positive that three years from now, Aaron Rodgers will still be in the league? Josh Allen will still be on the up. Lamar Jackson's still going to be healthy. The one commodity that you know, and he's taken care of with money, is Patrick Mahomes. So it's a, it's a pretty good place to be. Patrick Mahomes, training camp number five for the Kansas City Chiefs. You're How'd not able to watch How'd number four. Happen? But you can watch this one. And he makes throws that will make you go. He's like watching fireworks. Like, ooh, wow, ooh. You, mean, you, hear, you heard the crowd do that. It was like they're watching a fireworks show. Like when he would connect with Tyreek Hill. It's like, ooh, wow. And then, of course, Chris Jones fired him up, but Chris Jones is the man of the people. I wonder what Patrick Mahomes can do that he hasn't done before. Because it feels like after his first couple of years, it was like, oh, I've never seen that. Then after year three, it was like, oh, his arm's gotten stronger. After year four, he was more comfortable, you know, getting out of the pocket with his leadership skills. What does he add to his game? Because every great player, any sport, doesn't matter what you're talking about, in the offseason, they add to their game. But at some point... Could Michael Jordan still add to his game, or did he peak? And I'm not suggesting that at 25 years old, Patrick Mahomes is peak, but it's tough to imagine that he could be a better version than we've seen in the last couple of years. No, I'm with you. It just it, He's even said, you know, he learns more and more about the game every year. That the year with Alex Smith is huge. I mean, we can say what we want, whether you want him to start or not, but being behind Alex Smith, learn, he, to show the unselfishness, like Alex Smith used to have him over dinner. Like Mahomes, Brittany, he'd have him over. Like the he was Mahomes was here to take his job. When draft night happened, Alex Smith, you damn know what was going to happen. But he, but he stuck with it, did it. Chiefs did the right thing. They identified because you don't want to have two guys be the guy. You don't need the Gannon Gerback locker room. We're fifty percent one one, fifty percent one the other. So they got to set the stone right there. Oh, Alex Smith's going to end up in the Ring of Honor. We all love Alex Smith. Thank him for what he's done. But when you talk about Patrick Mahomes, he's on the fast track to Canton, and I think that. He's got a perfect scenario around him right now where he's got Andy Reid, right? He's got Mike Kafka. He's got Eric Bieniemy, And that's another thing that we probably haven't talked about enough is we talk about all the chemistry and all the guys that are here and the pieces that they've added. Think about the coaching staff. Yeah, well, let's do that next, John. That's a good point by you. Let's, uh, let's talk about this coaching staff because Chiefs have something unusual going on in professional sports, and it's really bizarre, to be honest with you. We'll discuss that next. Coverage from training camp with Jay Binkley continues on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. We're live from Chiefs practice all summer long right here on 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Chiefs training camp. Jay Binkley, training camp special Jay Binkley, Sean Levine, the sports machine, Rocco Scarcello producing the operation. We had Pete Sweeney stop by here for a little bit. The editor-in-chief, Arrowhead Pride. Swing and the machine had been way too long, huh? Swing and the machine had been too long. But now it's Jones and the machine, snow cones. Yeah, I think tiger blood. I got him tiger blood and I got him grape, and I've never seen a smile across his face quite as big. (laughs) Chris Jones, by the way, owes you $7. He does. He does. So that's fine. Cody started this whole thing, so actually Cody does. (laughs) Cody started the tradition. Why don't we just give him steak and lobster, Cody? Let's do that next time. Well, actually, we should do that because I'm way up here one more time next weekend for a show. I'll start some kind of tradition now. Give them steak and lobster and everything, and that'll be a tradition that these guys expect it every single day. I think it'd be quite fun. 
Sounds expensive. Steak and lobster for you. <laughs> and and they Christmas. don't have it out here. Yeah, no, I don't think so. And they don't have it out here. But anyway, we're up at St. Joe. Chiefs practice commenced today. It's done. They'll put the day off tomorrow for the Chiefs. They'll practice in full pads coming up on Tuesday. Do you remember the last call at the bar? I don't know the last time you like shut down a bar at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. if you're in Kansas. That's too many times. That's what training camp feels like. Like, am I crazy? Were there thousands of people around us? There was thousands of people. Now it's just us. We don't even have the uh, the people mowing because they're going to practice tomorrow, so they'll probably save a lot of mowing for tomorrow. It's me, you, and the tackling dummies. Yeah. So basically, yeah, it's a it. bunch of dummies out here bunch in St. Joe at this That's all we got. That's all we got is uh, dummies. But, uh, yeah, I really like this spot, too, because we can see the linemen whenever they do the one-on-ones when they get the pads. See some Jaron Reed against Joe Tooney, that kind of stuff. Is the sled as hard as it looks? Like, you think if I walked over there and tried to push that thing, I could push it like 10 yards? You, you want to get a little adrenaline going. But, yeah, you could. I think you could. I appreciate that. You have to dig in and do it, but it's it's it's. But keep in mind, these guys are tired, they're sore, and everything else. I, I believe you. Can I didn't push say it. I was going to push it across the whole damn field. Yeah, I said ten yards. You could probably do it. Thank you. I appreciate your confidence. Honestly, I've seen you at the old combine, the one we had. It wasn't good. I ran the forty in about fifteen minutes. You have seen me? I didn't do it last year. Uh, but they've been mowed yet. They won't. Why would you mow today? They'll mow tomorrow. These fields are pristine. It's unbelievable the complex they have up this there. This whole facility is incredible. Well, one thing we've commented on is, and one thing you've noticed too, Sean, is just how just crisp everything is. It's almost like it's orchestrated. Like these guys I, I, in the classrooms or whatever. Hey, you're doing this drill, then you're doing this. They know exactly where they're going. Do you and remember they, the and first they run year? to it too? Do you remember the first year out here at St. Joe? It felt different. It felt, I'm not saying it was unorganized or anything like that, but. And this is what happens when you go to back-to-back Super Bowls and you've got a Hall of Fame coach and a Hall of Fame tight end and the best quarterback in the league. It's going to feel smooth. It's going to feel easy. But, yeah, this is a very um, this is a very well-oiled machine out here. Well, I've t- talked about it, Sean, and you brought it up with the coaching staff, like the enemy's back, Kafka. The main guys are back. Yeah, Dylan McCullough went to uh, Indiana, and Greg Lewis goes from wide receivers uh, to the running back position. They bring in Blameyer to be the wide receiver coach. But Spag's still here. Dave Merritt, Sam Madison for the corners. Matt House, Brandon Dave, Same staff. You mentioned coaching trees. You mentioned some good ones. And Bill Walsh, guys that had some success. I'll mention another one, Hayden Fry in college at Iowa. Because he said he wouldn't hire an assistant unless he thought you could be a head coach. Seriously. And you look at guys that were in that program. They went on the places. Not only went on the places, but turned around. Like Barry Alvarez on the staff, turned around Wisconsin. Oh, a Bill Snyder happened to be on that staff. And look what he did at K-State. Bob Stoops was on that staff. Remember, Oklahoma was had some down years, some crap years, until he got there and rebuilt it back up before they jumped to the SEC, but they actually had a little bit of downtime there. Bobby brought him right back up. But the bottom line is, uh, Jim Levitt, even Dan McCartney, I mean, just guys on the staff. Baseball, we see it all the time. Like Ned Yost, Dave Moore, they're part of the Atlanta organization. You know, all those championships, they culminated in one title. You don't see this in the NFL, man. You mentioned Belichick. Yeah, like Bill O'Brien, Romeo, Charlie, all these guys left. Josh McDaniel, but they didn't have success. Flores in Miami shows the potential. I liked him last year. He had 10 wins last year. What's my guy's name with the pencil in Detroit? Patricia. Oh, man, he's all fired already. Yeah, he's he's he actually a rocket scientist, too, believe it or not. He really is. That's not a joke. I think that. Looks like Wachowski. But (laughs) but they all go back. But the bottom line is, like, like, I don't know if there's some kind of repellent on the staff. But, like, nobody touches them. I don't think it's that because if you think about it, since Andy Reid's been here, they've lost some very important pieces. A couple of offensive coordinators that went on to become head coaches, obviously, with Nagy and Peterson. With Eric Bieniemy. I mean, let's just talk about it. In all likelihood, and I feel like we've been saying this now for the last couple of years, 
this is it for him here in Kansas City. You would think that if the Chiefs can go back to a third Super Bowl in a row with that guy being the offense coordinator and having a large hand in the this, 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 this success, he said, of Patrick Mahomes, that he's going to finally get that opportunity again. We've been saying that for the last couple of years. It's almost like it sucks for Biennemi personally because obviously – his goal, his dream is to become an NFL head coach. But you know what's good for me, you, the fan base, Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs? It's one thing to keep most of your players intact. It's maybe just as important, maybe more important, to keep the coaching staff intact. And this is the best coaching staff in the NFL. Kafka's been here in maybe in a different role early with Mahomes. He'll be gone a couple of years, too. The enemy, I mean, I, I remember the first time he got it. He played for Andy Reid. First day Andy Reid was here in 13. Eric Bieniemy was here as the running backs coach. And that was the most boisterous coach you've heard. And I remember that day, standing there, just listening to Eric Bieniemy bark at the running backs, going, this guy sounds like a head coach. Man. This guy like, really sounds like a head coach. And then he, every season comes and he gets passed up in the Chargers. He, listen, Bieniemy played for the Chargers in the Super Bowl. He knows Mahomes. He knows Reed. Like, for the Chargers, that's still one of the most mind-boggling things beside Orlando Brown coming here from the Ravens. <laughs> because when you got to beat the Chiefs, and you want to know what Andy Reid thinks, what Mahomes thinks? Who's more familiar Wouldn't than you Eric think Bien-Aimé, yeah. That an Eric Bieniemy over a Brendan Daly, the defensive coordinator from the Rams, would have made more. Like, you're trying to catch this team. That's their problem, though. That's I their know. problem. But, you, again, Eric Bieniemy not getting head coach's job became Kansas City's plus. I mean, Absolutely. This came a huge plus for this team. Yeah, this team, if you think about the talent that they have and you think about the coaching stat that they have in tow, I mean, we used to talk about a lot that the Chiefs, and now that they've got that one Super Bowl, they already wear the ring. It's not about one. It's about two, three, four. It's about legacy. It's about goat. It's about being the best of all time. It's about getting a fistful of these things and Hall of Fame and all these different things. That's where they are. It's not, well, a lot of fans think it's Super Bowl or bust. I'd like to meet the fan that doesn't think it's Super Bowl or bust. At this point, if you got the best tight end, one of the best wide receivers, the best quarterback, one of the best coaches, a really best good coaching defense, staff, and the best coaching staff, way. why should you have expectations shorter than winning the Super Bowl? And I think that last year when the Chiefs lost the Super Bowl, you saw that this isn't just me talking or this isn't just the, the feeling of the city. The city was pissed. The city was upset. It felt almost like a disappointing season when they got to the Super Bowl and didn't win it against the best quarterback of all time. But, Jay, that's a good thing. That's where you want to be in football and in life. Cough but an arrowhead that was the boulevard of broken dreams for so long. Until 2014 and 15 when the Royals go to the World Series. Then they hear the Chiefs were saying, we were like Titletown, man. Like, for a lot of people, we call us flyover country, right? Again, if I was mayor, I would mow a middle finger to, for the play people to play. And it calls flyover country, right? That's what I do. But look, look at us, all these championships. That's not including sporting, what they've been able to do. I mean, you win in Kansas City, you got expectations. Like the Patriots, those fans got so used to going to the Super Bowl. They went to nine with Tom and Bill. They got so used to going that when they started saying it wasn't a success when they didn't win the Super Bowl, I was with them. I thought they were being snotty and annoying at first. And then I was like, now it's kind of happened here. I'm kind of like, they're right. Like winning the whole damn thing is what matters. When I watch that NFL Network, I want to see a win, not a loss. I get mad when I see that game now. Do other fan bases hate us already? Yeah, they want to be us. You and, of course, so? the haters are out, man. The haters are out. They, I they're don't out. think you can hate Patrick Mahomes. But they do, though. He's like one of the most trolled athletes. There was some survey because people, people are jealous. You know how it works, Levine. People get jealous. And they start talking down or they don't think you're all that. I mean, they're, they're seeing it. And eventually the Chiefs are going to take that Patriots role, which is fine. That means you're good. If people hate you, it means you're good. 
a lot of people should be jealous of Kansas City, you know, and a lot of cities should be. Chicago, New York, Los Angeles. I'm not saying they haven't had any championships, but if my memory serves me correct, the Royals went to the World Series in 14, the Royals went back to the World yeah. Series and won it in 15, and then in, what, 18, 19, and 20, the Chiefs hosted the AFC Championship game? Come on. This is the Golden Arrows. The pitcher sells, because we, we, you're from this town, I'm from this town. There was a lot of... A lot of not having that happen. A lot of sitting there and watching other teams in the postseason. My whole life. Yes. Me too. Like, I'd gone 50 years. I, I, I'm, I'm 48, and I'd never seen the Chiefs in a Super Bowl. You don't look a day over ago. 68. Thank you. Appreciate that, Lee. Yeah. That is a backhanded compliment. That was bad, by the way. But No, it was mean. Uh, but uh, I don't care, though. I thought it was funny. <laughs> it is funny. I think you're probably right. It's face for radio, right? 62. Face for radio. That's why I don't do those fancy TV things. That's why I don't get any segments. You know, they usually have radio guys come on and do stuff. That's why I don't do them. I right? can see that. They don't want that. They don't no. want this. No. You know, I'm, I'm not, not not handsome enough for them, right? I'm good. I'm good on the radio. Let's just stay here. You're a pretty good-looking guy, Jay. Yeah, I'm just saying. You're a pretty good-looking guy. They don't see it. They don't see it. I don't, it's neither here nor there. No, nobody cares. But the bottom line is, same coaching coach. That's why last year during the pandemic, it's like, well, the Chiefs are going to have a chance because every coach is back. Like, remember doing Zoom calls? You and all the coaches already knew these players. There wasn't – there was two players, like Damian Williams and Lorton DeVarney Tardif that didn't have like, But they knew they knew what the players were. That's why I knew the Chiefs would be at the head of the list. It took the Buccaneers – again, this team was 7-5, and five, the Bucs. took them all to jail because they weren't used to each other. The coaches weren't used to the players. It's probably especially nice for the rookies. You know? I mean, is there any, is there any stretch of – like, why Nick Saban in Alabama, they always win anyway. But is there – I mean, yeah, Saban, his coach, he had to do all the players. There's no re- – I mean, and he is a system, and it's – it's, it's it's run like professionally and it's done right. There's no there's it's no mystery why Alabama wins a national title and the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl last year in a pandemic. The coaches that can handle the pandemic are the ones that are going to succeed. And again, for those rookies like last year, like a Snead or like a a, 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 um, a Clyde Edwards-Alaire, when you don't have the same amount of practices, when it's not normal, when it's not like you expected it to be. Your outcome, your production is a little bit different. So it's starting to feel a little bit more like it's been the rest of our lives with training camp. Hopefully there's going to be full capacity at these NFL games. And knock on what it feels According like to Goodell slowly days. but surely starting to get back to normal, normal-ish. It's not normal to eat a hot dog and a beer and watch a baseball game. Then it became normal. <laughs> then it became normal again. One hot dog. Are you kidding, Jay? I once asked Joey Chestnut if he can go to a game and eat one hot dog because he loves baseball. Chestnut. Isn't that your boy? Yeah. I said, man, can you ever just go? He's big time now, though. But he was cutting his teeth on it. He's a big A's fan. He likes George Brett and the Royals, too. He like likes those. He's a big baseball guy. I said, can you go to the ballpark, Joey? Let's be honest. You've shoved like 73 hot dogs in your mouth in 10 minutes. Can you really go to a ballpark, get a hot dog and a beer, and actually enjoy yourself without, like, Stuffing yourself. I forgot how much I love doing radio with you. It's a little bit like talking to my seven-year-old nephew. Like we could be talking about the Power Rangers, then we're back to talking it's about what, the Chiefs, then we're talking about the ocean. It's fun, man. It is fun. It's a lot of things come to my mind. Uh, but anyway, coming up next, though, this is interesting. It's Chris Jones, and this is why this whole snow cone thing got started. It's all Cody Tapp and Alex Gold. I put a lot of this on Cody Tapp because now Chris Jones, Stone Cold Snow Cone Jones. It's like one of those cats that are stray, and then you feed them, they come back. Like Chris Jones is coming back now for snow cones every day. So there's Levine and I. Chris, we're sitting there doing a show. Jones is staring at us from from you know 15 feet away or whatever because we've got these barriers. It was a little awkward. I pulled like a who me? And he's looking at us. He wanted a snow cone, and so we had to go. And Sean went and got him a snow cone. A tiger blood is what they called it. And he, 
gave Chris Jones a snow cone. Well, here's the whole story behind that, plus an incident with Jaron Reed blowing up a toilet back at the training camp facility. One of my really? favorite interviews I've heard for a long time. But anyway, that's coming up next. Coverage from training camp with Jay Binkley continues on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Catch the Whit Merrifield Show, Mondays at 11 with Cody and Gold, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Chiefs training camp special. Jay Binkley, Sean Levine, Rocco Scarcello producing the operation. I got a tweet from Alan that said, uh, hey, you let machines say that uh, Mahomes can't get any better. I, I don't think he meant it that way. So he's been, he's already damn good. How do you get better? But he, he even said he's going to get better. He just will. It's just natural course of action. When you get older, you get better. Okay, give me specifics. But he's already at the, he's, what, he's already at the he, top. What's his arm going to get better? He's going to get more accurate. He's going to get more the game. He'll just know the game better, process things a little bit different. He just gets just like Aaron Rodgers got better with age. Fine wines get better with age. Of course, he's already at the top. It's hard because then it sounds like you're sliding, and it's hard to say you're sliding him because he's already at the top of his game. So it's tough. It's tough to dance around that one. Oh, it's it's far. It's far he's already from, top of his it's game. It's far from a slight. It's essentially saying that yeah. I'm sure that. Picasso got better every single time that he put out work, except it's going to be very difficult to I'm not sure to about that, though. Uh, maybe not. Mozart got better in composing, maybe. Yeah, Although maybe. some of his early stuff was good. You know, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Again, I should probably get back to football <laughs> since I don't know what I'm talking about <laughs> with those either. particular gentlemen. I'm just saying, I, I'm sure Patrick Mahomes is going to be a better version than he's been in the last couple of years. It's just tough to imagine how. You just know the defenses and what teams are throwing at you because every, every week you get something new thrown at him. I mentioned Chris Jones. He uh, came by here for a snow cone earlier. Well, the tradition started during this particular interview. He joined Cody and Gold after practice, and now he comes by for this every day. Here's Chris Jones with Cody and Gold this week. How you guys doing? What's going on, Chris? I was going to say you were about to pull a veteran move. You are going to sit in the cart and sit in the shade. Oh, 1,000%. I offered the lady the cart first, but I'm, I'm definitely moving in. It's <laughs> extremely hot out here. Too. Yeah, how, how are you guys doing that? Because we're, we're just doing a radio show, and we're sweating like crazy. I heard you interacting with some of the fans earlier, and it sounded as if you needed some, some energy from them to kind of keep you guys going through it. I did, man. Um, I haven't felt this type of weather, and uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. But um, it's great to be back and great to have the fans back. Um, great to be back where uh, we can interact with the fans. You know, last year, um, unfortunately, is uh, dealing with COVID. We wasn't able to have fans or interact with fans. So, you know, um, it's great to have their presence. When you're when you're getting back into it, how different does it feel one year from the next? You say, yeah, it's great to have their presence. But, you know, I feel like you were the guy who must have fed off of that for years. Um, I'm old now. <laughs> but it's good, man. For it's, a year, sorry. I shouldn't have done it, that to you. It's good, man. Um, the feeling just being back around my brothers. Uh, get out here and play the game that I love to play. And, um, you know, um, be around the team, uh, most importantly. You know, um, St. Joe puts you in a mindset for uh, 17 days where you're isolated. And it's nothing but ball. So it's fun for me. It's a way to decompress and uh, focus on football. Is that what those conversations turn like? At? You know, we found out what some other guys were watching on Netflix and stuff, too, which I'm sure is part of this. But has it just become this isolated conversation about football? Or what are the other things that normally come up? Um, this is where um, we actually come a little closer because we're, we're not able to have our families. And um, the only way we can communicate with them is through phone call we don't have that much time to kind of communicate with family within the schedule that they have us planned around so um, this is where we become closer with our teammates and uh, our buns start to kick in and the chemistry of the team starting um, to tighten up I gotta ask how's the how's the dorm food how's the food set up here listen I, I would never talk bad about the food but uh, <laughs> it, it, it definitely remind you of uh, 
of college. It's, it's different. It's very different. But, um, you know, for 17 days, I don't mind to play the game I love. Are you a picky eater? Because, like, my co-host, Gold, he's a very, very picky eater. Like, chicken nuggets and macaroni only as an adult man. Are you Are you past that stage of your life? Uh, I'm not, man. I'm not. I'm very picky. Um, I try to do two greens a day. Um, you know, fortunately for us, we get we get the French fries every day. So, uh, unfortunately for me, I've been craving French fries for, for some odd reason. But um, they, they, they give us a buffet style where we're able to choose multiple things and uh, – have a lot of different options to choose from. So, are the linemen? Are you guys pushing together the like the, the twin beds, or how how does that work? Because there's no way there's no way the twin beds working for you. Uh, listen, you got to push together the twin XL beds, <laughs> make it a king bed, and uh, put your mattress topper on it and uh, <laughs> roll with it. Roll with it, man. Who's your roommate this year? Um, I was fortunate enough to get Jaron Reed. So you know he's a very interesting guy. Me and him uh, has become closer. Uh, first day. He overflooded the toilet. I don't know what type of <laughs> royal rubble he had going on, but uh, it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> I hope maintenance got there quick. Um, you know, the fire alarm went off. Everybody woke up. You know, Wait, this was in the middle of the night? Um, it was. It was. Uh, it, you know, he had a royal rumble. You know, I think they had chili the night before. So yeah. We're talking to Chris Jones here on 610 Sports Radio. You bring up Jaron Reed. Uh, other than the toilet issue, as far as him on the field, it seems as though that move is kind of allowing you to, to go outside a little bit we were watching you is it is it a little bit different for you to be with the defensive in group and, and not with your, your guys in the interior it's more so fun for me um interesting um I get to play with both sides you know I, I've always tried to preach to for them to move me around the defensive line since fast got here and um fortunate for me we was able to uh, acquire Jaron Reed this offseason and he's a vital piece to this defense you know he's um He's a perimeter, perimeter three tech in this league. You know, he's made a name for himself, and we got him for one year. Hopefully we can have him for five or six years. And uh, um, he's allowed me to move in and outside on variations of different um, schemes on this defense. How much inside versus outside do you think you'll play? Do you, do you get any sense of it early? Um, you know, it depends on what team, what game, what game plan we have. I can't give too much disclosure of information, <laughs> but uh, it's by game plan. When you're looking at um, his move to the inside, you said the move to the outside and stuff for you. How hard was it to relearn some of it? I know the techniques are kind of the same, but the, the position is different, right? Yeah, the, the different. it's very different. You know, um, playing three tech, you know, interaction is very fast. The hand-to-hand comeback, it happens right now because you just like two steps, you're right there. And with defensive end, you have so much room. You like on your own little island. So um, it was a uh, it was challenging at first to to get to learn it. But I, I'm excited about the move. We're talking to Chris Jones here on 610 Sports Radio. I know you're an SEC guy. You had to be excited about Mississippi State winning the, the College World Series. Hey, hell State, baby, hell State. What do you make of all this realignment stuff? Then at this point, are you excited? It looks like Oklahoma and Texas are headed over to your guys. Listen, um, you know, everybody want to be part of the, the greatest conference in college, SEC, <laughs> the best co- uh, conference in college. And, you know, um, it just bring more competition to our league. You know, I, I wish they would have moved when I was there. You know, um, Mizzou still trying to transition to the SEC, you know. But, do, you give uh, Nick, do you give Nick Bolton a little, a little bit of crap for that? It, of course, man, of course. You know, all these guys want to act like they're SEC. The original SEC we know, especially the SEC West, the best division in the conference. So, um, you know, good for those guys. It's uh, the Olympics time, Chris. I'm just curious. We found out that Clyde Edwards-Alaire is a big fan of dressage, which is just the you know fancy horse dancing, essentially. What do you watch for the Olympics? Do you watch any of it? 
Um, unfortunately, I haven't had time. I um, I watched the highlights of the USA Basketball Olympics. Unfortunately, those guys are having trouble. But I know KD and Jason Tatum, they'll bring them along. Do you, I mean, I guess, are you still playing basketball in the offseason? You know, know it. You know it. Because Patrick can't, so I always feel like it's funny to rub it in his face that other guys can't. Listen, Pat is, a, you know, that's the quarterback of the team. He, he hurt his finger. He can't throw. Uh, <laughs> I hurt my finger. I still got to get out and play. Uh, my toe get messed up. I still got to run. Pat toe gets messed up. He can't throw off of it. So, with different type of position. So, I'm out there dunking on everybody. Tyreek, uh, I was fortunate enough this offseason to attend Tariq um, celebrate, I mean, a celebrity game. And it was fun. You know, I dunked on him, won MVP. It was amazing. We're talking to Chris Jones here on 610 Sports Radio. So many of your teammates throughout the offseason have talked about that lasting feeling you guys had from, from down in, in Tampa against the Buccaneers. Is that something that just continues even to this day and throughout this season? you feel like there's no question about what you, you have to motivate you? Is that the game? Have you gone back and watched it? Um, I've watched it a couple times, but um – you know, it's a new year every year. Um, you can't look at last year. You know, we made it there last year. We didn't close the deal. So, you know, we got to see what we can do better leading to this season and um, challenge each other. You know, my, uh, my, my, my goal this, all, this season is to get 1% better every day, um, challenge my teammates to get 1% better every day. And if we continue to do that and keep that pace going, um, by the time we reach the season, we can just keep it striving. New year, new position. How many sacks? You know, I don't really put no number on it, uh, <laughs> but um, we're we trying to exceed expectations, man. Um, hopefully the whole group have 50. We'll be the, um, the highest leading group in sacks, and, um, you know, we'll see where it goes. I'll talk to you after the season and see uh, <laughs> was my expectations right. Chris Jones joined us here on 610 Sports Radio. Appreciate it, man. We'll let you get inside. I hey, appreciate you guys. I just got to ask one question. Okay. Could you guys grab me a, a snow cone, please? <laughs> Is it too late? Chris Jones, they go and get him the snow cone. It was a lot of fun. That is where the tradition began right there as Cody went and got him the snow cone. Sean Levine, thanks for uh, coming out here today. Much appreciated, my friend. Man, thanks for dragging me out of the garage. It feels Enjoyed good. It. Enjoyed it, brother. Rocco Scarcello producing the operation. Josh Vernier comes with Vern's on deck show. Royals and Blue Jays. Mike Miner coming up next. Coverage from training camp with Jay Binkley continues on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.